All right, we're back. America calls Anthony Black and also Anthony Brown, which leaves Athul as a guy in the confusing middle. We're brothers, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. So, Priyanka and Shannon, if you'd like to start singing here, this is where you get to. <laughs> I'm too much. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Um, welcome, everyone, to the Whiskey Hue, uh, episode 111. We are actually about 140, 50, something like that, but the previous numbering guy didn't, he just did, wasn't good at math. Uh, so, you know, he, he, some episodes are named A and B instead of their direct numbers. But 111, I think we're at right now. We have amazing guests. I met, actually, well, let me get in. I'll get into it in a moment. So I met one of you in person. I don't think, Shannon, I've ever met you in person, nope, right? We've never. only done Zoom things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Priyanka, I don't know if you remember this. I'm just going to get into this. I have with us today Volve Media, the two queens behind it. Are you cool with me calling you that? Yeah, definitely. The, the leaders of the empire. Go for it. And <laughs> I'm going to give you just a brief intro to them. Priyanka, I had met, and I'm now, I was trying to remember where I had met you. And it was a General Assembly event. I was speaking on venture investing, I think. And you just happened to be in the, mm-hmm. there, right? And then you and yeah. I, and I, I was chatting, there's some good people in that crowd, and I remember chatting with some folks afterwards, and you, you, had, a, you had this cool idea, Evolve Media, and at, the same, at that time, it was this whole news in under nine seconds, and um, you know, for a younger audience, she was trying to, she called me a senior citizen last, yesterday, by the way, uh, Shannon, so we're going to get into that. I'm like, that's kind of rude. <laughs> she goes, it's not meant for you and your people. I'm just kidding, damn. I <laughs> so, said a boomer. You're just assuming all of these things and I, now. And I'm not a boomer, all right? <laughs> but no, I get it. All right, have fun with it. Um, so that's where I met her first. And then I remember I, we, I used to host these until just last year, I think. I used to host these annual events. These were startup showcases, pretty high profile. And... You never got, you didn't get to see it in person because it was during COVID. So we had it like this kind of like the Zoom environment at that time. But we, beautiful stage in conjunction with this other group that I was a part of. So I give them all the full credit of setting up this beautiful stage, sound and lighting. It was amazing. I was just responsible for the, the startups and all the judges. And we had some high profile judges all the time, celebrity athletes and all that. So if you missed that opportunity, uh, so that, unfortunately, but you were phenomenal. You placed very well in our startups and it was very selective group, you know, like, 70, 80 group supply, you made it, you were in the top five to get into the showcase and you placed very well in the showcase. So that's where I had met Priyanka then and then Shannon then. So I had never met you. And Shannon, I had no idea you, are you South Asian? Yes. I'm assuming. Yes, yes, I am. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, now that I, I mean, I, I met you doing the thing, but Shannon Almeida, I had no idea. So <laughs> is that, that's a name, is that a South Asian name? It, it technically is because I'm from a place in India called Goa. And we were colonized by the Portuguese. So all of us have taken, you know, the people, like the names from like the priests that, you know, gotcha. the areas in that place. So I was called, like we were converted into Christianity, basically. But even Almeida is not a typical name that I hear. I always hear like D'Souza, from Goa, <laughs> you know, people from Goa, right? Like those kind of names. D'Souza, that's, Pereiras, that's cool. yeah. Almeida is not that common, but uh, one of my childhood friends, she actually lives in Portugal right now and all her friends' last names are Almeida, which is wild. So it's it's it. I think it's like pretty popular over there, but not maybe popular in the sense of like most Catholics in India have that last name. Yeah. 
Okay. I'm going to Portugal next month. So if there's anyone that you want me to, you know, get after, <laughs> let me know. Um, <laughs> and then Priyanka was one of, so I've only known like two Priyankas. One's the other one. And then there's you. <laughs> Priyanka, Priyanka Chopra. So I don't think I know any other Priyanka. So, and then I, your well, idea fascinated me. <laughs> I know. Uh, your, your idea fascinated me. Evolve Media. It is, so this is going to be my quick summary that I need you both to, as the leaders of this new world to jump in. It's, it was, it's a fascinating idea. It's an app, Volve Media. Many of you already know about it because I actually have talked about it on the podcast several times. I actually did it in my Shit You Should Know section um, a couple of years really? back. Really? Yeah, and um, thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, yeah, episode A, B. <laughs> yeah, very well. <laughs> um, so, and it's news in under nine seconds, right? So basically, they'll take large articles that are very interesting articles that p- people don't have time. And you find a very, you streamline the process. You have your internal process of doing that. We'll get into your writers and all of that behind the scenes. And then you streamline all these articles and make it, it's a very seamless app. And you can scroll. My wife was really into it for a long time. She maybe still is, you know, uh, but she she was deeply into it for a long time. And a lot of friends that I had, I, just, I mentioned it and I know they had downloaded it. And after that event that you were, you pitched in uh, of ours, you presented in, sorry, it I know a lot of people download and they loved it as well. So it's great and it has evolved since then. You've added a lot of other bylines into it. But please clean up your background. So Priyanka Vizirani, right? Vazirani. What did I say? Okay, Vazirani, sorry. (laughs) And Shannon Almeida. Please give us a deeper dive into who you are and then each of you and then jump into Vol. So Priyanka, we'll start with you. You're on my top left, top right. Sounds good. Um, I'm Priyanka, co-founder of Vol. You know, the funny thing is, I thought you're one of the first people I ever spoke to about Volve. Like, literally one of the first people. I was thinking back about when I met you, and this is about the MVP. This is, like, way before other people even knew about it. So you're literally one of the first users of Volve. So this is really cool, like, full circle. Um, Deeper dive. So going back to born and brought up in Bombay, um, went to college in L.A., studied business and economics and as you know everybody in business school back then had like blinders on for like finance or consulting I went the finance route (laughs) but to be fair I really loved it um I still double with stocks today but apart from that yeah we I mean I worked in finance for a bit and then afterwards I was chatting with Shannon about like you know big vision plans about what we want to do in the future and turns out we started working on a startup together called Benefactory, a social startup. And that actually led to Vols. So that's another whole long story we can get into later, but this is the short version of that. Shannon. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm surprised Priyanka actually didn't mention how she and I met. So I'm going to get into that. <laughs> Priyanka, just Priyanka dropping the ball. Man. Come on. So, <laughs> I'm keeping it in nine seconds, you know, like straight to the brand. <laughs> I'm giving you 45 minutes here. So go for it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, I was born in Bombay as well. I uh, went to school here. And um, I think uh, that's kind of when Priyanka and I met. We met in high school, actually. So the last two years of high school, we met and we became best friends. And we literally had all our classes together and things like that. So um, then after that, when I went to college, I went to college in Boston and I did finance and economics and, you know, the same kind of route that everyone thinks that they're going to do investment banking. But I was like, I'm not going to be stuck in front of a computer, you know, just churning out these numbers. So I was like, 
got to get out of it. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I just knew that I didn't, I was not going to do investment banking. And this was after four years of getting that degree. And so I was literally at a crossroads and I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And so I took a break for a bit, like maybe like a month or two. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to like think about what I really want to do. And I started interning at a law firm and that was like not even planned. And I had no idea what anything was. And I would literally like Google like things like CPC, IPC. I didn't even know what those penal codes were. Um, And within a month of me being at the internship, I just like absolutely loved it. And so I did law school for like three years after that. Um, And then I think Priyanka, like she was done with UBS at that point. And we were, I think it was in my last year, last year of like law school when like Priyanka and I were just chatting about like creating something that really made a difference in the world. And so we worked on like 10 really terrible ideas that we will never tell anyone. (laughs) And uh, Benefactory was our previous startup before Evolve that actually kind of took off. But it then was kind of like a stepping stone towards like what we're building at Evolve today because we kind of realized the problem in the media industry at that point. And so that's kind of when we were like, okay, we got to switch gears and like work on this scalable idea versus what we were building before. Love it. I love it. And then jump into, so you're in Mumbai right now. Shannon is. And so it's close to like 11 o'clock for you at night in the evening. Yeah. Sorry about that. 1045. Uh, Okay. (laughs) And Priyanka, you're in London. Um, so you're at five, six, you're right in the sweet spot. So we are having sips. They were wondering if I'm going to sip. Of course I am. It's noon. It's always a good time. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, um, I'll tell you quick, can I tell you, share a quick story about London? Very quick. I love it. I was just telling Mumbai is awesome too, but uh, London, I was just sharing, sharing with Priyanka yesterday. I had a dear friend from London, uh, from the UK on lat, and she happens to be South Asian as well. She was on the pod last year and this is me. So I'm giving her props. I'm like, Hey, you know what? I was just in London culinary perfection because you have a melting pot of all these different cultures. Loved it. And I was telling her Scotland loved it. There's a very different vantage point on South Asians in Scotland. They're very, you know, um, the nicer to it. <laughs> but, no, they, like in the museums, they're represented in a much different way than in the British ones. And it's cool. I mean, I, whatever. It is what it is. I don't care. I'm not trying to do that thing. That's, that's all good. <laughs> but I, it was, it was um, it, I, I took it one step further. I just said, you know, South Asians that I saw in London just have a cool vibe to them. Right. And I think, Priyanka, you say you live kind of near them. I said, you know, it's kind of comparable to New York, but then in your, there's nothing really else in New York. I'm sorry, in the U.S. that maybe is comparable to that. So I'm giving her props. Right. And she's a dear friend of mine. She's and then she immediately turns around, and starts shitting on America. She's like, you know what? Yeah, you guys suck in America. I'm like, damn, man, you're on my pod, first of all. So then I'm texting her. I should have said I was trying to not to be mean. I was like, you know, I texted her afterwards and we were joking about it. She doesn't care. Um, but I said, hey, I'm, after the, all these, after I give all these compliments, she's like crapping on America. I said, look, man. I'm, so then I sent in the text. I said, hey, I'm from two countries that have very deep ties to your country, UK. Uh, so India and America. And, you know, Whatever happened, happened. But then eventually we kicked your ass. So just calm down, all right? <laughs> I'm I'm so, uh, but I didn't say that on pod, but I did it here. But I, I'm giving that to the world. But anyway, let's get back on task. Volve Media. I love the app. And you've evolved it quite a bit since when we first started chatting. Ironically, Priyanka, you said I was one of the first people that you chatted about, chatted to me about this app about. Whiskey Hue was kind of announced at that particular event. Kind of. One of my co-hosts happened to show up. Anthony was there, and he's still we're still together today. And um, we happened to do a soft announcement of it. Hey, we got this podcast coming up. And then, so you were some of the first, you know, whoever many people were in that audience to hear about it as well. Uh, so, and now here we are, a couple of years later. So, Volve Media, you've gone through quite a few different iterations, right? And it's been the app, core app, and it's 
it, before it was no bias, no BS or something like that, I think was your tagline, right? Yeah. That's not, it's kind of evolved since then, since that? Pretty much. I mean, the focus has changed in a way. So when we started or when I actually spoke to you, um, it was still, the, the, the essence has always been like, there's way too much content on the internet, a lot of gold as well, but it's all buried in so much noise. And even when you click on any article, there's just so much content on there. Like you're always like, where's the meat and all of this, right? And so we basically just cut out all of the, the unnecessary details. We'd literally give you the crux of the article in nine second reads in like a TikTok-like format. So that has always been um, consistent. But initially when we started working on Bob, it was very much like, you know, a lot of serious content. Um, Because we consider like, okay, what's news? Let's just work on like a news app and make it more adaptable to our generation. But then I do remember like cold emailing Mark Cuban. It was just like a really random thing. So let's just see, you know, how he responds to it because he's actually really quick at feedback, apparently. Again, emailed him with absolutely no expectations. And he responded back in in like literally two minutes. Uh And he after like taking a look at the app and stuff, he gave us a lot of good feedback in terms of like how serious the content was and the fact that it had to be a lot younger for our generation, right? And so after that day, we actually started looking into, okay, what do what do people want to read? And so we started including a lot of content from social media. Like, yes, there is a lot of valuable content on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and different places. But then again, it's all buried in so much noise, so much banter. So we just pick up the best content, the most viral content. Like if Kim Kardashian is dropping a new business and announcing it on Instagram, we'll cover it and link out to that. If everybody is, you know, debating about Elon's latest tweet, we'll cover that as well. And so in one app itself, you can be updated on everything. And I think that has been one of the main differentiating factors between what it started off as and what it's come to today. So yes, we are still neutral, but like that's not the only difference, differentiating factor today. And you have quite a bit of success with celebrity endorsers, right? Weren't you announced on the Today Show or something like that? I remember that in one of our conversations, I believe, something, right? Um, not Today Show. Or some show, some show, wasn't it some major morning show? Were these all lies? No, no, no but maybe, maybe you're thinking about our previous uh, startup. It was um, because one of our campaigns is when we actually just like cold email a bunch of celebrities and we're like, hey, there's a lot of disinformation floating around. Can you help us? And okay. so luckily, like Kerry Washington, Alana Glazer, um, Prabal Gurung, they all jumped in and, you know, posted for us on Instagram. And okay. so I think that's what you're thinking about because that's the only other <laughs> you've celebrity had success, play, yeah. cold, cold, It looks like you've had success cold emailing and just getting in touch with celebrities to maybe help endorse uh, your product. How do you do that? Just it's it, There's just go for it? Is that the message Secret to our weapon. listeners? <laughs> Say, okay, so we're not going to divulge how we do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's not, I'm just kidding. But like it's extremely simple to find the email. If you literally Google, you'll find it. You Google it, but it works, is what I'm saying. Very soft, quick yeah. lines, right? And to them, we've done this as well, so I just want you to say it, so it doesn't sound redundant coming from me. <laughs> I think it really matters about, like, why you're contacting them as well. So, obviously, if it's the just, why? like, nothing in it for them, then, again, why would they respond? But we particularly chose celebrities who had spoken about the migrant crisis before. And mm. um, so, it, it, you know, there was a clear fit. And even in terms of, like, the second thing, like, Mark Cuban, for example... He was 
he's all, he's all about startups and all about like giving quick feedback. Apparently, he's known for that. So I think that was another win for that particular reason. Yeah, we oh, also got Ev Williams, who's the uh, co-founder of Twitter slash co-founder of uh, Medium. He also got back to us, and it was just like just like cold emailing it's like a game of numbers i think honestly you just gotta like throw out like a hundred and like maybe like two will reply you're kind of relying on that at that point it's like tinder for business i get it all right um it's good and and it works that's awesome i love it and i've seen that help i've seen that work for quite a few people that we've kind of invested in and i didn't remember because we looked at your company long and hard. Priyanka reminded me, no, you did not invest. So then she was getting all kind of mad at me yesterday. <laughs> I, was I thought, I, you know, I know we looked at your company long and hard. And I, know, I think it was a timing issue. Because I put it in front of a lot of friends. And they loved it. Everyone loves the company. Everyone loves it, right? And then uh, and they're, we're going to walk through some of the things involved with it. But just, and it comes down to you two as a founder. One thing I would love for the founder, for the listeners to walk away from, we're gonna, let's talk about product market fit. Let's talk about all these things, how you evolved that because it has changed since you've gotten into market because you had consumer feedback. And well, let's mm-hmm. start there, actually. You evolved this from, it was that app early on, giving nine second reads. It is still, that's your core. And you've launched it to other kind of verticals, I would call them, which are really interesting to me. I shared with Priyanka the other day, and I think some of them are hilarious. Uh, some of your headlines are, uh, that, that come through are fantastic. I love them. Jump into that. How did you, so initially, how did you notice what was working, what was not working, and how we should kind of retain our business model? In terms of content? Content, yeah, let's start early, early. Like when yeah, I, yeah, I think content, I think Priyanka touched on this earlier, but like it was literally just feedback that we were getting from our first thousand users, um, and mainly Mark Cuban, who kept saying like, this read, this is like Reuters. He's like, it's really boring. He's like, He's like, I get the idea, I get like the style and design of the entire thing, but he's like, you need to change up your content. And it's one of the reasons why today we kind of like approach news differently. Um, back then it was like, it's kind of like what your parents are reading, right? Like CNN, uh, you know, Financial Times, Wall Street Journal, like all these serious publications. But for our generation specifically, Gen Zs, millennials, I think it's more about What's trending on TikTok? And that could just be something random, but people want to know about that. Um, what's going on on Twitter, um, newsletter content. And it, I think our definition of news today has really been redefined. And so it took us multiple reiterations of just a ton of user feedback, like getting on calls with users. So if I get on a call with like a millennial, like for example, for them, they're all about like, oh, I really like serious news. But at the same time, I like the content that you're pushing out that's curated from TikTok because I'm not really on TikTok. And if I talk to someone who's like Gen Z, they're like, oh, I really don't want like the serious headlines because I can just get that from anywhere. But I really want like the niche, you know, content like from newsletters, opinions. Um, And I think that your TikTok content that you curate is I mean, it's different on TikTok and different on ball. Like they think like TikTok is like crazier, right? So um, I think it just really depends on like which demographics coming on Volve and like how they approach it. And so it, it was just like a lot of trial and error of like balancing like 50% of our content into serious content and then 50% was like interesting stuff. So it's uh, been a work in progress, I would say, for a very long time. Bianca, you want to add anything there? Yeah, I think it's all about experimentation. I think we do that like until today, we're always including new things and seeing how people are responding to it. 
like recently we started including a lot of like human interest stories and we've noticed that that just gets so many views and shares it's it's all the bizarre stories that actually get the views um but yeah it's i think the fact that we're a startup we also have the ability to experiment really quickly and so that's also been you know something that's really worked for us so if something's working this week we'll continue doing that again and again so yeah it's just like pushing something out checking the numbers and obviously this is something we've realized over time that initially we wouldn't really experiment as much but we've learned to experiment and pivot and then who would be so okay so the headline so then the newsletter came later i remember you mentioned this a couple of years back you're going to be looking into a newsletter and then here it is and it's awesome and your headlines are catchy and it's i was telling priyanka the other day uh but like so did that come from user uh feedback generalized or did that something in something you were aiming towards eventually anyway how do those kind of things happen um so you're talking about the newsletter that we send out weekly or yeah yeah um yeah. we we test a couple on a week, like we do A-B testing of a couple of headlines. And so firstly, we gather a lot of data that's coming from Volve. So we see what articles had the most engagement, um, which articles had the most boost, most shares, um, you know, all of that. We have a list of like the top 20 articles. And um, then we kind of comb through that and we just see what would be the most interesting. And then it's kind of like based on taste, I would say like, uh, the editor that pushes it out and me, we'll just kind of like take a look and we're like, okay, this sounds interesting. Let's do this. This headline sounds good. Let's do this. And I think what works is like, you want to give a headline that what I've learned at least is like, you want to choose topics that people have to click on to know more um, yeah. versus just saying like, uh, like a, like a fact, like if you say a fact, no one's going to click on it. But if you're going to say something like interesting that people want to know, know more, like you're going to be like, OK, what's happening over here? So that took us a little while to figure out. First, we were like, oh, no, this is right. We have to like mention these things because this is what's important. But then when you kind of like realize that, you know, you need those high open rates, you kind of just sort of like you start A-B testing with a couple of ideas. And then when we found out that, you know, the ones where you have to click on to know more, those kind of worked out the best. We kind of had to like shift gears. And that's kind of like maybe the downsides of media, I would say. It's just like you're literally playing into viewership on a daily basis. It's not easy because it's literally like, what do people find? You know, whatever they, what takes their whim for that day? Do they want to read it or not? Um, there's no formula that's ever going to work, I would say. And at the bottom of one of your newsletters or some of your newsletters says that, hey, they're like 30,000 circulation or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's a Impressive number. Yeah. Now, so give give our listeners a sense as to of that. So you're doing an A/B testing. How many people would you A/B test your headlines, sample headlines on of that thirty thousand? Let's say. Okay, so very transparently, like we use Beehive. I don't know if you've heard of this platform. It's a newsletter platform, and they do everything. I'm not a boomer. I have heard of it. Right? <laughs> yeah, <I'm just> <laughs> you know, I mean, boomers usually use like Mailchimp or something like that. So I just had to check. <laughs> You do it. use me, I'll show you it. <laughs> I have used it. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Uh, but no, Beehive is amazing. Everyone should like switch over. Um, it, he's just, they've just made it super simple, super easy. I do not get paid to say that. Uh, I wish I did. But it's literally like super easy because like you tell, like, give them like two subject lines and they kind of just like split it within two groups. They beta test it for an hour, see which one gets the most uh, open rates and then they do 80% off your user base, like with the one that's most popular, that's kind of how it works. 
Got it. So they'll do it with your audience, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's what I want listeners to hear. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, and I, so MailChimp does that, does it too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But and so, I think all of them do. <laughs> all right. Um, but that's an awesome, and Beehive's like, it's it's hipper, sexier, it's a nicer look, it's a cleaner format as well. Uh, so I like, I, I get it. It's cheaper um, too, I think. I think we had dabbled with so many I don't have to worry about those things. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, I, it, is it? I don't. I don't even know the numbers on it. it so, it's pretty okay. Good. And then let me ask you this. So, defensibility in your case. So, I had met several of your writers. Uh, Priyanka was kind enough to introduce me to some a while back, and like two years ago, I think it was. And um, now, your secret sauce. One one of your secret sauces was hey. I'm going to, we can quickly digest information, new articles, and get your 60, 70 word reiterations, our summary ESPN highlights of this article very quickly, very efficiently out to our audiences. No one can do that as quickly as we can at the quality that we can. Okay, here's my here, here's where I'm gonna throw some challenges at you. So I think you're both phenomenal founders and I wanna get deeper into that in a moment, but how do you pivot when new challenges come to market? You know where I'm going with this. So. ChatGPT and all of these kind of plays can do this quickly. Now we can feed in, sorry, uh, we could feed in any kind of article into it and hey, give me, and you can create your own GPT and say in the, in the tonality of Shannon and Priyanka, you know, after a while you can feed it samples, give me this article. How are you gonna compete with that? I'm curious because you're both very smart so I wanna see how you kind of pivot from this challenge. So actually we're not competing with ChatGPT. Uh, when we started both, our intention was always to work with AI. And so mm-hmm. even when we had our team, uh, we actually started off like writing our own summaries, right? And mm-hmm. yes, this is like pre-AI. And we, at the same time, we were always working on AI. We were always working on like abstractive summarization, but it was never as close to what it is after OpenAI just like announced ChatGPT. So when they did that, it was perfect timing for us because number one, we already knew exactly what we wanted or what to expect. Uh, from a good summary, um, we knew the, uh, the the kind of articles that we you know like we wanted to publish, how it should sound, the tone, the kind of content, and so it's very easy to like train AI with your content and make it better. So even today, if you go to ChatGPT and use the same article that we have right now, it's not going to turn out the same summary because there's just so many mistakes. First of all, like it never includes statistics. I don't know why, but like they completely ignore any numbers. Um, even quotations, like you'll never find quotations summarized or like even included in summaries. And they are very important in many, many articles. So these are just like two small examples. But yeah, the goal has always been to work with AI. And then once we got AI, um, we basically started like training the model to understand like how our summaries sound, what they include. And so now it's gotten a lot better. And like earlier we still had like 20 summaries a day, which is obviously like really slow. And now we've like, you know, 8x that or more. Um, and so we've also noticed that like, once we start churning up more content, there's like a complete correlation to like the amount of articles our readers also u- are reading. So our, the number of time, the number of minutes they've spent on the app has in, just considerably jumped. Um, Since you've integrated the yeah, whole so AI, AI in a deeper way. Interesting. Okay. Awesome. So AI has actually been beneficial for us. And right now we're also working on like more AI stuff to like, you know, include like a whole different side of personalization so that your feed and our, our feed wouldn't look the same. Yeah. And I can see it 10Xing, 15Xing, 20Xing your output, your productivity. That is not the question. 
right? And I can completely see that happening in a great way. So implementing it, but then someone else kind of creating something similar, getting their vibe, their tone, and being able to compete. Whereas they're like, well, we don't want to go through what Bianca and Shannon have gone through and hired all these people, gotten their tone right, gotten their distribution at scale compared to us starting new. But now it's that barrier to that entry hurdle, that barrier to entry has been reduced significantly for others. I would see in your way, hey, if we can 10, 20, 30x our content, maybe getting other distribution partners even, because that you couldn't even entertain before, but now you can at scale, right? Are there things like that Definitely. you're considering? <clears throat> and Shane, I cut you off a moment ago. Were you about to say something? Mm-hmm. I was going to add a point, but okay. I think you touched on it right now. <laughs> okay. Um, and then, so you said something interesting the other day. So you have consumer subgroups. So you do have high schoolers to boomers, uh, your favorite. Uh, <laughs> Me, I'm just kidding. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm not a boomer, damn it. I'm just kidding. Um, no, but you see engineers who come on for like their content around their work, project, you know, uh, product managers. They come on for what they're looking for. Tell us a di- distinctly like what they're coming on for. Like, and the boomers have they have their own relationship with your content because of things in their life. Tell us that. Um, I think it's really interesting when we started interviewing these users. I don't think we kind of we thought we were actually we built this app thinking it's like for Gen Zs truth be told. Um, That was kind of like our target market because it was like younger, cooler. And we just thought like Gen Z's would appreciate this considering that no Gen Z's read today. And so we definitely found like a very like, you know, part of our demographic, like our users that were Gen Z that were using it for this purpose. But then the more we did user feedback, the more we realized like actually like all, like a lot of them are millennials who are product managers, they're entrepreneurs. Uh, engineers, uh, you know, founders and all of that. And so we kind of understood that they kept saying things like, oh, yeah, I'm not really on social media. Um, So I use Vault because it's a really great way for me to um, be on top of everything because, you know, I listen to these podcasts and I subscribe to these newsletters and, you know, that's about it. And after like the 10th time you're hearing that, you kind of connect the dots and you're like, wait, our core demographic, which is like literally like, I would say like 60% of our users aren't on social media today. And it was interesting to kind of figure that out after it took us way too long. We were doing user like interviews for almost like months. I can't even tell you um, for us to figure that out because it wasn't a direct question that we were asking them. We never asked them like, hey, are you on social media? It was more of a point that just came up, you know, very organically when they would talk. And I think Hmm. that's kind of when we figured out, okay, that's our market. And that's kind of like, I think no user interview ever goes like the way you think it's going to go. And it's really up to you to infer from the the things that they're telling you to kind of come up with these conclusions. And so after like we, I remember like Priyanka and I, we were on a call and the moment we both were like, oh my God, like I don't, I think our demographic is like people who aren't on social media. So we did, more user interviews to solidify that. And we kept asking people like, are you on social media? And they're like, no. And we were like, oh my God, this is wild. Cause it's such a crazy thing to even, you know, conceptualize like, okay, like we're targeting people who are not on social media. That's like wild. Um, but it just happened very organically. And so, um, and then we started doing like more feedback and we started learning more about them. A lot of these people who are not on social media are millennials. And then, the subset of our user demographic that are Gen Zs, uh, they use social media. They're on TikTok and everything, though. Yeah. And a lot of that drives your engagement as well mm-hmm. from TikTok, Instagram. Yeah. Okay. And so you're, 
I love that. I love that. So you fit, you filled a gap for them that was in the market, and you replaced it. Uh, hey, this is you can get your information. There's not information that you can go to and get in a way that you want it, and you fill that gap for them. That's awesome. That's, and you didn't even know you were doing that for some of these folks. You probably assumed if you're going for Gen Z that a lot of them might come. Hey, let's advertise on Instagram and TikTok and all that, and they'll come to us, right? Okay, so you're seeing exactly. a different pattern. Uh, that's awesome. I love it. And you, you never know, folks, where it's going to kind of come from. Who would be a perfect partner for you from an investment angle? Uh, like if someone was to come on and, you know, whenever you're open to that as well, who would be perfect for you? We always talk about smart money uh, versus, you know, not so smart or dumb money, <laughs> right? So who would be perfect partners for you to kind of help you get to where you'd like to? Where, where would you want to see this t- go first, I guess? What's, and then answer that question. What's in the pipeline? So as of now, obviously, we are churning out all of the content. So when we saw that the app, it was more like a chicken and egg situation, right? Like what comes first, the, the content or the users? And so we decided to churn the content ourselves. Um, and then we got the users on board. And so now that we have the users, it's come, it's become a really interesting play because it's not just just for the user. It's like a two-sided platform because suddenly a lot of like the uh, the newsletter writers who currently do not have a place to be discovered, they're interested. We have like a wait list of like hundreds of newsletter writers who want to publish on Valve tomorrow. Um, and at the same time, like even a lot of media publishers are very interested because they are struggling right now, right? Like legacy media is kind of dying. They can't get through to our generation and they don't know what to do. Because think about it, like nobody is going to anything anymore to read the news. So when it comes to like, um, what we're doing differently. When we started Vol, we literally looked at every news app or every news company and we decided that whatever, whatever they're doing, we're going to do the complete opposite. So we looked at the format, long form, we're like, nope, short form. We looked at the kind of content and we again went completely different. Like, okay, fine, they, can, they include a lot of serious stuff. We're going to include a lot of like social media stuff as well. And then even the format is just like really quick, like social media kind of scrolling, no clickbait articles to click and then read. So it's just very simple. And so after doing these things, um, the product is like nine second reads with every article having like a link, like an external link. And so a lot of media houses and even newsletters are very interested because it's just a way for people to discover the kind of content that they want to read all in one place and link out to and just be redirected to like whatever they want to read more, right? So um, ideally, any publishing house with multiple channels would be a great investment um, an investor for us because we technically we already have like the consumer side. We already have Snapchat who invests in our pre-seed. So we already understood like, you know, um, what exactly how exactly do they function? What exactly do they, you know, like look for in terms of metrics and stuff too? Because Snapchat and Valve have so much in common, like mm-hmm. younger demographic, all about speed, come in, read and get out. Um, or just for their case, it's like exchange pictures really quickly. Um, and so now we're looking for somebody in the publishing house. So ideally somebody who has multiple different um, um, like magazines or like right. uh, news channels, and then they can start publishing content immediately, like uh, an entire suite of different kinds of categories on the app. So that would ideally be the perfect partner. Condé Nast. I remember two years ago, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just Condé Nast, okay. 
Yeah, that's fair. Condé Nast, Hubert, like Hubert Burda, which is also big. Um, even things like, you know, like Nikki from like Financial Times and the parent company, like anybody. So two years ago, I remember us talking about that, hey, you could white label this for companies internally. Now that might be a bit more challenging because they can access, you know, if someone is, they have, there's an, a lazier approach to get high quality content now with this whole GPT generated mm-hmm. content, right? So that could have been a great arm for you as well if they wanted to, hey, nine second reads for internal doc, you know, internal content, whatever it is, right? Uh, so that is something. What have you thought about this number in a while? And this is, you know, the typical terms, your total addressable market. Now to some, you're a global brand. You're everywhere. Where are your hottest markets that you've seen? Uh, um, curious. I think we have our biggest poll in the U.S., obviously. Okay. Um, the second is India. And then I think we're in the U.K. after that. It's mainly like, yeah, yeah. I think this is kind of the breakdown that we have. And when I say the breakdown, like I, I would say like U.S. is almost like more than 60 percent. Um, and then it's 40 okay. percent like worldwide. So, um, yeah, I think and, and within the U.S. also, it's like a majority in L.A. and New York. Um, that's kind of how it's concentrated right now. And you've seen growth year after year, significant growth year after year. Yep. <laughs> just, just say yes. I'll tell everyone. And then your, so then how do you hit this market? So that who can we include in your, as your competitors, your total addressable market, let's call it, and then getting down to who your obtainable market is. So your, you, know, oh, you two take it. You, how do you even define that? It's such a vast, because you hit so many different, lines it seems like i mean in terms of not going to speak in terms of numbers but if you just think about like the the space out there right like you have instagram for photos you have tiktok for videos you have spotify for everything to do with audio but when it comes to like written content there's a massive void especially when the number of newsletters are like literally at its peak so in terms of text content there's literally nothing and so that's where we are perfectly placed to be um Yes, our core audience is all about like, you know, those who are not really like social media fans, but it also relates to different pockets of people for different reasons. For example, boomers love the app because they understand (laughs) what their children are up to. And otherwise they have absolutely no idea what their children are talking about, what the trends are like, uh, what's happening on TikTok without actually being on TikTok. Um, So yeah, it's a, a mix of different things. Uh, I love it. Okay, and then so, who are major competitors to you all? I guess, or maybe we shouldn't. No, we can talk about it. Care about them. No, we can talk about it. I think no, of course, because like I, (laughs) I think uh, uh, I mean, obviously, we have like the big news apps out there, you know, Apple and like Google News and things like that. Um, But I, I, I genuinely think like it, it's meant for you know, an older demographic and it's not really adapted to Gen Z's in general. Um, I think that the content selection over there is very much like it's restricted to, you know, it's like Bloomberg and CNN and, you know, and as I mentioned, like that's not our definition of news today. So that's kind of the issues that we see. There's like long form and all of that. And then we had, you know, Artifact for a very long time, like a year. It lasted Mm -hmm. around. Um, And... I, I, you know, the thing is that like when we downloaded Artifact, we all checked it out and it it was like a really, it was like a better designed AI driven Google reader in, in essence, right? Mm -hmm. Like there was nothing different in terms of the content that they were giving us. Um, 
And so that was kind of like a disappointment. Um, but I genuinely think that they were on the right track in terms of like, we do need a good news app out there and we, there is none today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I just genuinely think that that's kind of where ball places itself. Like we're able to curate the right content in terms of like social media trends and things like that. Um, short form, um, and then I think a lot of people think that newsletters are our competitors, like, you know, Morning Brew and things like that. But we're like trying to onboard them onto our app. So we're not really competitors. It's more like a distribution channel for them uh, so mm-hmm. they can actually benefit like through, you know, distributing their content to Evolve. So, um, yeah, I think there are competitors out there, but I think they're for very valid reasons. Um, we definitely have our own niche in this entire ecosystem. I can see that. So I, I get updates a lot. CNBC, Bloomberg, Apple. Apple seems stodgy. It does. Uh, and I can see how your CNBC I'll look at. Bloomberg, are, uh, those are great updates, but then they're, they're you know, they're a lot of them are clickbait. A lot of the Apple ones is the headlines that come through, but then it's like, okay, and they're, but they're within seconds, they're sending the same titles to each, you know, uh, of each other. I can see how you could fill that void for a younger demo or an edgier demo, let's call it that. <laughs> and that would want something kind of unique, a, a unique trendier spin on like a sexier spin on what's happening in the business or sports or pop culture world. I can see that. Uh, also, okay, what's, what's, um, how can we, damn, I'm trying to think what we could do. Jump into the, Bianca, you mentioned human interest stories. Give us an example of that. What do you mean by one of those that have been resonating with your audience? Um, there was this recent story about this woman, um, in, I think she wanted, I don't know where she's from, but basically she wanted to go to Dubai and her husband didn't take her for her birthday. And so she basically like hit him. (laughs) And next thing you know, kind of shit you're endorsing, man. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) This person is. This person ended up dying or something like absolutely crazy. And the story went absolutely viral for so many reasons. And it sounds absolutely bizarre, right? Like, why do I care about this story? But then again, it's it's so different about like what you assume you want to read and what you actually end up reading, right? Because like it's just like human nature to like want to know gossip. And it's not just, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like we're psychologically wired to know about gossip because back in the day, it was all about survival, right? Like you want right. to know gossip because, oh, this person ate this, he died. Or this person did this, he died. Gossip and negativity. And so, negativity, <laughs> negative news travels 10 times. That's why exactly. I seen in a Fox double, triple down. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And that's okay. all about like survival. But like, yep. yeah, I think now it's just about like having that gossip feeling. So um, yeah, I think human interest stories. So the like wife one hit the husband because she wouldn't take him on a. He wouldn't take her on a trip, and you're laughing. It's just <laughs> like one random core. story. We have no idea why, but it made up like literally to our top list, and then also a lot of like. Um, Interesting. Honestly, there's just so many stories. I'm just like stories on um, the of Florida. Those usually do well too. I'm just joking. Stories about Florida? Wait, yeah. what? Because <laughs> they're, they're All the funny well, you stories happen in Florida. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a different country down there. Sometimes <laughs> it feels like. So, I mean, your your stories, your headlines of late have been like Tucker Carlson predicting the Russia U.S. war. I saw that just recently. Um, and then you have things which make that seem like the impossible, like reset your virginity. So, I didn't read the article. So, how do you do that? Um, explain. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, what are you, read is that your article. title or how did you cover the title? Man, I don't read. Like, app, do you to read it. And then you can search for the article that other just spoke about. So, yeah, no, that's, I mean, there are titles like that, which are incredibly catchy. I think I've responded to a couple of a couple of them saying, hey, these are catchy titles. You said you have quite a few data points on just 
activity. And so you can customize the feeds better. Give us a sense as to how you might customize something better for somebody. Like something, what's your secret? Secret sauce without telling us your secret sauce. And then go as far as like, hey, this is what we can do for you on our app. Because I want people to try your app out who haven't tried it yet. So as of now, like if you, we have been tracking like how many seconds somebody's spending on one article versus the other, whether you're like, you know, um, hitting like or sharing the articles, taking a screenshot or anything like that. Um, and so we really want to understand like the nitty gritty details. Okay. So you are reading an Elon Musk article. Like why are you reading, why are you reading that story? Are you interested in Tesla or SpaceX or are you interested in his dumb tweets? Like they're like a whole spectrum of like Elon Musk. Right. Um, and so we really want to understand the user in terms of like, what are they really looking for so that we can give them a good mix of things that they would like, but then again, give them a little bit more to just give them, you know, like have that surprise element or have that discoverability factor. So we're always like working on that play where it's things you like and things you should know, plus maybe things that you would possibly like. Jen, you want to add to that? Awesome. Thank you, Priyanka. No, I think Priyanka summarized that pretty well. Okay, and is there any other so an audio version? Is that something that you would do? So that's where people like me come in because I need to. I I retain information better when I hear it. So podcasts were a, a big boon for me. If I had those back in school, I would have. I actually did all right in school. But like, I would have done better. I would I would have remembered a lot more of the information two weeks later, type of thing. Right? I forget stuff once I read it, but if I hear it, I, I retain it for two, three, four months down the road. So is there is there a plan there at all? Have you down updated the app recently? Because we actually just launched <laughs> nope. it. We launched it two two Wait, weeks like, ago. But I'm in trouble. Okay, but no, no, no. we we're beta testing this again. So you might be part okay. of the demographic that has the version that doesn't have, you know, it rolled out. Because we're we're trying to figure out, you know, bugs. Number one, number two, it's it's uh, text to speech. But it's also wrapped into premium because that's what we're beta testing. So we're testing out okay. different like revenue models because, you know, with, I think with media, as I said, like there's no formula, quote unquote. So you got to just try right. out different things that are going to work out for you. And it's going to take months. It's not like a one month kind of thing that a lot of VCs expect from you. Um, so we're just trying to test out and see what's going to like, you know, uh, give us the best retention rates, basically. And so text-to-speech is one of these uh, features. You should check it out or maybe just wait for a little bit longer before we roll it out to everyone else. Yeah. And if you ask Brianka, what demographic do I belong to? <laughs> Boom. Lay up for you. Lay up. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah, just say Gen Z. <laughs> no, don't say Gen Z. I'm I actually <laughs> like the term you said, the edgier uh, demographic. Or Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm Gen X probably. And like I want, I don't want the stodgy boring, but I do want quick hits. Because mm-hmm. I, I have a short, mm-hmm. I have an incredibly t- short attention span, as you can probably tell just by this whole thing but uh, I, I just need but I need quick hits I need to get it in and out and then I, I gotta go on I gotta move on um, so reading you can't do anything else while you're reading I can listen to a podcast wash dishes go for a run do whatever I'm doing I do my thing uh, so right. I, that's what I like uh, about it so let me, I wanna get one more key element out of, from both of you so I've been a part of small teams you are two incredibly strong founders for your phenomenal team right I love it you've had junior partners before you've brought people on you've mentioned that before how do you both how do you both find the skill sets? You, you're friends, you brought the skill sets to the team, but then you've been running strong a few years in now and it hasn't fallen apart until you've only grown and gotten better. I've been a part of teams where we've thrived, small teams, and then some that haven't. 
right? I want to know like the yin and yang of this because you know I I I sometimes you get tired of being the Michael Jordan of the team. You want to be the LeBron. I want four other Hall of Famers on there who can take the bait for me. Sometimes <laughs> that was a little dig, but you know sometimes you just want you two happen to be two Michael Jordans. It seems to complement each other well. So how do you? How, how does that work? I mean, what are the, do you, how do you split your skill sets and how do you figure out what needs to, because you're taking on new endeavors and who takes, how, how do you split that? Um, I think it's just more about like, I think at the beginning, like we just kind of like split responsibilities and like Priyanka had like more experience with product because she had done media in the past before. So she kind of took control of that. And then I did growth because I had worked on growth in a previous startup but and so and then like things like she does social media and you know so i think like in general we kind of like segregate the responsibilities in general um and we kind of just take on take lead on those projects and then we also have like our calls where we'll just make sure we're on the same like wavelength in terms of like decision making so we're like okay i'm going ahead with this are you fine with that i'm going ahead with this because there was a point where we were doing everything together couple like a while ago and it was just taking way too long so we did realize that we had to like sort of like split our responsibilities and just do what we were good at rather than you know trying to be doing everything um and i think that also extends with the team we you know when we started evolve we didn't have ai so we had an entire writing team and like they would write all the content and edit all the content and so it was just like this it was a very tough process when we launched. It was not easy at all. I think we burned out multiple times because we were working around the clock, like 24 hours. We were like working like, like it's literally like she had the morning shift, I had the night shift and we would just like keep working throughout them. And so, um, but it got easier over time because we just trained them really well that we were able to delegate this uh, entire like content thing was just like okay we have this team that we've trained really well and then when we had ai come in you know our workload got you know even lesser so i think it's more about hiring i think there's just like a way of hiring someone that you know that they're going to stay for a longer term rather than like people who just want to come in have the job for like a resume sake and then they just leave so yeah, I don't know, Priyanka, any more points that you would want to add? I think there's so much, but I don't even know where it to is go. Yeah. Difficult. I think when it comes to hiring, one other thing that we notice is that we never really hire just for skill. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you might be brilliant at something, but it's more about like your actual like soft skills. Like, are you motivated? Mm. Are you going to like figure things out on your own if you, you know, run into a problem? Um, are you like, you know, passionate about what you're doing? And even if you're the smartest person in the room, but you don't really, like, you're not consistent or you are extremely, like, you know, like, I don't know, it's, I don't know, I'm not going to work on it. Like, it's an absolute fail. So Mm. I think we have, over time, realized what to look for when we're hiring people as well. And so now we have a lot of, like, generalists as well. So even if somebody comes onto the team for a certain something and we're like, okay, we're working on this project, do you want to jump in? And most like most of the times they're actually very excited to even start learning and working on those different things. So I think that's also been like a massive game changer in terms of like having a team that doesn't, you know, stop at their, that pigeonholed skill set. Like literally right. when you join a bigger corporate company, you're like literally doing one job and one job yeah. only, but in a startup, especially in our startup, like everybody is doing multiple things. For example, one of the, uh, our designer who, 
literally came in for like videos and graphics. He started off like he was like, okay, I really care about like UI, you know. And so we're like, cool, like take the reins on that. Like let's get you started with UI. And then now he's also become a front end. Um, developer. So he's oh. literally gone full circle from like not just designing things that are just for like social media to like UI and now he's like also um, coding it. So it's brilliant. It's just great how you two as founders have been able to push each other well even as you keep expanding and then bringing on the right complementary players because I've had this you know I've had similar situations we have phenomenal founders when you're a small team everyone needs to be an A++ performer. You can't have and I've mentioned this so many times you can't have like Google can have 10% A plus and a bunch of B and B plus and B minus folks, right? Because that's a cash cow already uh, for now. Uh, but they have, they have a long, long lifespan, I think. They're going to figure this whole AI thing out well. But I've I've asked founders who really, they want the gold trophy at the end, right? Um, and But you have to put in the gold trophy effort. And you know and it's just like, what are we doing here? This could be so much further if you just did your So I asked folks like, hey, what do you do? And they said, man, we've been working together for a year or two. You don't know what I'm doing. I said, no, I'm not asking what you do. I'm asking why you're not doing it. <laughs> I know what you do. <laughs> I'm asking why aren't you doing it? So, you know, because I need you to actually do it. Uh, and that that can move forward. And that, that hurts small teams. So it's, that's why I've noticed that in you both, that you complement each other well. And I wanted the listeners to hear that as well, that, that how the complementary skill set and the constant pushing, consistent pushing to kind of move forward and grow and progress to re- achieve those results that you set out for each other. So good. You have like the LeBron James approach. You got a couple, <laughs> couple all stars working together versus just one guy having to lead the team. I like it. Uh, okay, let's get out of this. Anything else you want us to know about, and then we get into our drink of the day, and then chit you should know. No, I think we went over everything. Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. This is great, uh, Priyanka. Any anything to add? Nope. Okay, so you brought on your drinks of choice, and yes, it is <laughs> nine a.m. where I'm at, and I am drinking. I'm kidding. It's like, <laughs> okay. So who wants to go first? You have your drink of choice. Give us a story as to why that's your drink of choice today, if there's something kind of compelling. Okay. Who wants to go first? I'm going to go first. Um, So my drink of choice is a tequila soda. Um, I have been drinking tequila for many, many years, I think ever since I was in college. Um, (laughs) But then I kind of switched to whiskey in college. But um, so so the the funny thing about that is that um, (laughs) – I, you know, my parent like, so I'm not, my parents don't like it when I drink alcohol and when I would drink whiskey, they could smell it on me. So I had to stop and I switched to vodka because I was getting like severe hangovers in college when I was drinking tequila. But I recently, like in the past, like I would say like five years, I switched to tequila. Was it like Tostitos? Was it the cheap stuff? It was the cheap stuff. And that's what I realized. So now I have only the premium stuff and I don't get a hangover. It's, it's That's amazing because it. it. yep. like I was realizing I needed like two vodka sodas before I felt anything. It was literally I was like, why am I drinking this? <laughs> I was just like, this is like not fun. And it's all the additives and the sugars in the yeah. lower end drinks. Yeah, that's what happened. So I, I wasn't enjoying the vodka sodas. And so I was like, I remember tequila being really great. And so I went back to it, but I made it a point to have only the premium stuff. I actually had okay. like 1942 Don Julio for the first time this weekend. And it was so good. I literally had it like on the rocks. It was brilliant. Um, yeah. <laughs> good for you. All right. I love it. That's awesome. Okay, cool. That's a great story. Priyanka. Um, so earlier, just in college, I used to drink everything from vodka to tequila. But then I think it was a couple of years ago um, before COVID, 
we had like a family event like it was my uncle's like major anniversary party and there were people out there literally just like pouring champagne and making sure everybody is wasted the entire night <laughs> and i think that's when i realized like wow this is amazing it tastes good it does its job really quickly <laughs> Everybody's having a great time and it's also like a good high, right? It's not like a sloppy yeah. high, it's just like a really fun high. And yeah. I was like, why do people just drink this when you're celebrating something? You know, like you're partying, you're celebrating, it's always a celebration. So why is it just for celebrations? And then um obviously like when it comes to champagne, like I don't really care for champagne, but I actually prefer prosecco. And mm. so that has become my go-to drink and then even at like different, you know, like when we go out for for drinks and stuff like you always see me <laughs> with a glass of prosecco and everyone's like okay you're that girl <laughs> and people like didn't get drink. it yeah no i mean it's <laughs> no. honestly such an easy like yeah, it tastes good it goes down so easy and it's just like refreshing always I love it. Okay, good stories. All right. And as they begin to slur their words, let's move on. I'm kidding. Let's go to the shit you should know section. So is there a piece of content? Um, Shannon, did I warn you about this? I warned Priyanka. I should have emailed you as well. Uh, any piece of content that you're reading, watching, a movie, a film, whatever it is that you would love the world to know? Uh, Priyanka can I, go first. Uh, yeah, let Priyanka go first. <laughs> um, okay, this is, in terms of like a good watch i think the recent good show i've seen is actually ted lasso and that's actually really funny okay. coming from me because i don't care for sports and i know Boo. i'm saying this to you Atho. <laughs> i don't care for sports but when i saw this show actually um i was like why am i watching this as soon as somebody put it on and a few episodes in i was absolutely amazed i was like wow this is such a feel-good show and it actually has like such a good story, like amazing characters. And it's just like so well done. And so even though it's all about like soccer and like football and stuff like that, like there's just so much more to it. And I really enjoy that show. And after that, I actually miss the characters. Really? Okay. <laughs> and it's I've funny because I even, <laughs> even after like telling my, like my friends or family members to watch it, they, Everybody watched the show and they're like, wow, that was a really good show after a really long time. So I've heard I would wonderful highly things. suggest that. Yeah. That's on our list. Like my wife and I wanted, that's on our list. But you know, we just got to Suits, as I mentioned, right? Which is like 15 yeah. years after it came out. So we're, we're kind of slow to the game. All right. Sh that's awesome. Shannon, what do you have? Um, TV show. I just finished, I haven't finished watching it, but I'm binge watching Yellowstone and I really, really love it. Oh, it's so good. I mean, I'm so late on the bandwagon. I don't know why I haven't been watching it, but it's wild. Honestly, I wouldn't think that I would have yeah. ever liked it, but it's great. But more than that, I feel like I just finished reading, um, uh, I don't know if you heard, actually, I don't know, Fourth Wing. It's like this fantasy fiction novel. I read the series, like the second book just came out recently called Iron Flame. It's literally like fantasy fiction with dragons. So it's like kind of like Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, but like really cool stuff. So yeah, I really like that stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, nice. All right. I'm going to give them, uh, very simply, Volve Media. I do like your app. I think it's awesome. Um, and resetting your virginity. These are things I never thought I'd have to figure out in my life. But yes, these are things. But I want everyone to check it out. I was, and I go in cycles. You know this. I've told you both about this. Like I, I, I'm in it and then I'm kind of off and then I'm in it again. I'm in it right now again. Your, new, your newsletter headlines and everything are fascinating. 
and they're fun. So I suggest everyone get on board uh, with it. Evolve Media, awesome, awesome time. And I'm going to do some of your sports stuff for you because I, I brought in an AI gentleman, and he it seems to be working out well. I think I was telling you, Shannon and Priyanka, or Priyanka the other day, uh, that I brought, and it's working well. I think we're creating like, you know, a thool.com. <laughs> GPTs feeding it a lot of my content and it's kind of regurgitating a lot of stuff that kind of in my tone that's what we're trying to see if we can do that nice. but I'm going to supply some of your supply, your finance and sports content to Evolve Media yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but awesome thank you ladies for joining us today and with drinks and vibrant stories I love it um, good luck to you and then we'll chat we're going to continue the conversation definitely thanks for having us thank you music outro